okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, I've never heard of this. Jeez, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if it was just like a fashion thing that I saw or whatever, but I was just like, okay, yeah, it was a kinky that's, that's it's a kinky not, thing. You yeah. Say it. What website were you on again? Amy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in incognito mode, which I finally figured out how to do. If people, oh, I, know. I was like, I have so many thoughts and none of them are appropriate. <laughs> I'll say them. I'll say them, Molly. I'll say them. <laughs> Oh, that was so apparently so taxing for me. Yeah, oh, God. Um, oh man. No, I mean, hi y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, I you should do phone me. sex, Molly. Like, you got a good I, phone sex voice that you could. You know do. what's interesting? Um, yeah, there's a tangent for that, baby. Um, I had uh, this. This uh, I know how this is going to sound. Um, on the topic of you've got a good voice for phone sex. Uh, I had a college professor who told me <laughs> that I had a voice for radio and my whole, like I was, I was getting a communications degree and tried very hard to make me like change my major to radio. And I was like, radio is dead no. bitch. Like, no, I'm not changing. Like I knew that radio was dead like 10 years ago when I was in college. And I was like, I'm not changing my major to radio i think uh, he he cornered he had was going on and on about i had a voice for radio and i was like well at least you said didn't say i had a face for radio yeah Um, i was gonna say i've got a face for radio but i don't know about a voice for radio (laughs) i already told you if i were a man i would absolutely fuck you well Um, i appreciate that because i know that you would do a thorough and good job i would do an excellent job excellent job all right um that's not it maybe that is our segue fuck it um <laughs> like leave it all that in the podcast leave it all in this is what the people want to hear <laughs> but it is though like that's kind what? of the ironic thing what a joke yeah that's kind of the ironic thing is it it is kind of what people want to hear <laughs> oh man um oh, man fucking sorcerers and saints though i'm already ready for a reread oh, yeah? honestly <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, welcome back. It is chapter 20. Looks up. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, we can't drink yet. The podcast can't drink. Luckily, all of us can. I'm not drinking. I should be. Um, we're back with our dear friend who we just continue to bully with our friendship, whether she likes it or not. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all right. I've, in, I've, I've imprinted on you guys like a duck. <laughs> that's what i say all the time like jacob with the baby yeah. <laughs> not creepy, every time, not creepy. Every time i'm not as creepy as jacob thank you very much <laughs> i was team jacob we are no just kidding <laughs> not to say that i won't i won't sniff your hair discreetly when we're in person that's fine i have nice smelling hair <laughs> I, um, you do. <laughs> I have i have very nice smelling hair and um a voice for phone sex and that's where my attributes stop <laughs> uh well i'm super excited oh, because we're here to talk about well 
probably Moon Knight, whether we want to yes. or not, because we're all somewhat <laughs> possessed and obsessed. And of course, uh, Sorcerers and Saints, which came out last yes. already April, so last month, which is crazy. Wow, wow. Crazy. Um, which is one of my probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm really bad at this because I'm always like, this one's my favorite. Followed by like then this one, and then this one, and then this one, and then I end up with like a full canon. It's all right. Album. It's all right. You can say you can say Alexis. It's okay. It's okay. I would be offended. As as like looking at your male main characters, I will say Alexis. Yes, like I'm not. I'm like nobody's a fool. I have a uterus. Nobody's a fool. Nobody's a fool. Intellectual here. We all know that Alexis is number one forever and above everyone. You know what I should do? That's probably problematic. Is there's the um, Middle Eastern tradition of like they use special smoke, and I'm gonna butcher it, but there's a they use um more of a perfume where they literally hold their hair over like a burning piece of like charcoal or incense, and that's how they. It's a very popular. Um, like Middle Eastern perfume tradition, and they act, and it stays all day because it actually is like getting smoke in your hair, kind of. Yeah. And I'm over here, like, I wonder if I could do that with the Alexis candle. I don't. Have <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Just don't touch I your hair on fire. I was wondering where we were going with that, but I'm oh, back. Don't worry, I'm I'm always going somewhere inappropriate. Is the answer. <laughs> always going somewhere inappropriate yeah i'm getting i'm getting tay to send me another one actually because i keep burning my alexis candle i'm like i'm gonna need another two more of these gonna need a, oh two yeah more, she just, two more of constantine she just, just sent me a huge one of, of Erebus because i like won't burn them until i have multiples so then i can like huff it yeah and then yeah. once i have multiples then i'll start burning them but yeah literally yes. taylor if you're listening to this she i'm about to order my second set of magicians even though i haven't gotten my first set yet <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of having to burn it. I'm already panicking right oh, now. I the thought of it having to burn. Yeah. I have two Alexises. I have two Constantines. Like I can't burn I one. I can't of them wait for my Constantine candle because I actually haven't smelled it yet. So <gasps> I'm so pretty good. sure. I'm pretty sure it's just going to like summon the spirit of. Con- I have fear. As soon as I light it, I'm going to have like the spirit of Constantine turn up and be like, "Bitch, where's my book?" So I'm like, <laughs> I'm. I've got the fear, the deep fear. Could you fuck the spirit of Constantine though? Because then, like, I mean, I'm definitely going to try if he turns off. Yeah, right. I was like, I don't know. I'm not seeing a downside. Where's the downfall? He he will fuck you in every way that you don't want to be fucked. Spiritual, emotional, metaphysical, (laughs) more deep. Mentally, mentally, he's like he gets in your head, and then it takes you three fucking years to get him out. And it's like, I don't think he ever left. No, he hasn't. He's just he's he's a little bit quiet at the moment i've got him distracted by dancing girls or some shit so there you go he leaves me alone um fuck sign me up for that day job um (laughs) i don't need you naked dancing in my head girl any more than what you already are all right (laughs) you're welcome for the view um (laughs) anyway Anyway, Sorcerer's already so off topic, but I don't care because <laughs> this is so entertaining. I think this is just standard for us. Every time, like I talk to you guys, we go on a massive fucking tangent about something. Sorry, well, swearing. we laughed yeah. because well, that's why we put when I was posting like, "Hey, this is the schedule for the month." I was like, "We're talking about sorcerers and saints, but like probably Moon Knight, probably other shit." Honestly, Honestly yeah, I think I think Moon Knight. Like, we've got to get sorcerers and saints out of the way because. I'm going to just <laughs> pop of off with my night. I'm just, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I love 
I mean, but very genuinely though, also like Sorcerers and Saints is absolutely one of my favorites because it's, it, it yes. is in a slightly different style than some of your other stuff. It is in that magical yeah, yeah. realism, um, mm-hmm. which is one of my absolute, it, I don't reach for it often because it is so tricky to find good ones. Cause it can, it can yeah. get a little dicey pretty quick. Right. But like one of my favorite books of all time is House of the Spirits by Isabella Inde, and that's magical realism. And that yeah. was one of it was one of the few books I remember reading as part of a high school curriculum and thinking like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. Like most of the time, like high school curriculum books fucking suck because it's like just old white dudes and like not Tolkien. So um Exactly. Don't even get right, me started. Right. Um, but that style is absolutely so good and some of my favorites. So for those of people who don't know give us give us a synopsis of the story because i will talk too long and probably just talk about like the horny bits and not do it justice <laughs> well it's not that many horny bits i think it's I all pretty care. horny it's great um so <laughs> sorcerers and saints is based in my city of melbourne here in australia and it's about uh, a saint that runs a tea shop for the brokenhearted and she cures heartache and basically only if you're grieving or you're suffering from heartache can you actually find the tea shop and she can cure like her miracle is to be able to take the heartache like to purge your heartache and so that you can move on with your life and then you forget her as soon as you leave the tea shop because she's cursed mm-hmm. um and the story Which kind I of also I'm gonna interrupt you though because I was like, hey, yeah, go. tell the story go, go. and now I'm like, stop talking. Um, would you believe <laughs> I invited you here to like have to talk? I'm like, hey, stop I talking. Don't mind. Now. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> well, because just that that first bit there of the synopsis, when you told me that that's what it was, like way back when we were talking about it, I was like, that's one of my favorite fucking things I've ever heard. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, That alone. And I mean, obviously it goes on. That's, that's only just the first bit, but like that alone, like what the fuck it's like, fuck, fuck. So good. (laughs) This is why we have an explicit thing on our podcast. (laughs) It's it's all, it's all, it's all excited fucks. It's all right. It's all excited, um, it's all excited folks. <laughs> it's true. What are the Sidians for? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hose yeah, it down, Molly. Right. Hose it down. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> I just finished Moon Knight like two seconds before getting on this podcast. Yeah, we're all we here. That's okay. Um, You're encouraging me. Anyway. I forgot what imagine. you even asked. Yeah, you love the Saints bit. Yes. Yes. I do. I, do. I um... I love, I love especially like all the saints miracle stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a whole, like, it's my obsession too with, you know, Constantine, early church, Mm -hmm. hagiography. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love like those saints stories and stuff. And of course I grew up in like a Pentecostal church that doesn't believe in saints. So I have this really like deep fascination with Eastern Orthodoxy and saints mm-hmm. and everything like that. So um, mm-hmm. some of it kind of came from that. Um, mm-hmm. And I also just loved, I loved the idea of like, if I could have a miracle, like mm-hmm. if there was a miracle that you could perform over and over again, like what miracle would it be? 
And mm-hmm. I love the idea of being able to be able to purge a purge heartache in a way that like you can still learn from the suffering, but mm-hmm. just don't have it to the point where it's crippling mm-hmm. you. So yeah. that's kind of what Mara does. So she mm-hmm. she will make you a cup of tea as you tell her your heartache. And then by the time you finish the tea, she's purged like the crippling side of your pain out of you so that you can move mm-hmm. on with whatever it is with with forgetting her but without mm-hmm. forgetting like the lessons that that, that grief mm-hmm. and that heartache taught you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The story actually has like a really convoluted way because I've literally tried to write this book for about seven years now. Yeah. Um, and it had lots of reiterations. And originally Augustus's story was a whole separate book. Oh. Yeah. So Augustus's story was a whole separate book. And then there was another book that I was going to call Tea Shop for the Broken Hearted, um, huh. which was Mara's story. And then so, like, I, I had these two, I like, separate ideas on the go and I was going to write Augustus's book based mm-hmm. in, like, the 1890s and, like, his yeah. story that's woven in was actually going to be a book on in and of itself. Oh, um, yeah, that I wrote, like, seven chapters for. I had it all planned out and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put it down because I was like, maybe I'm not ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I in that time, like, I had kind of, I when I first started dating my partner, he was in Melbourne. I was living in Cairns, which is like three states away. Um, so whenever I'd fly down, he'd take me on little excursions to see different parts of Melbourne um, because, like, I love history and everything like that. So I started to get like ideas for all these separate stories, um, mm-hmm. and especially when I moved down here, like, um, for example, um, because I've never lived somewhere that does really big seasonal shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working in the city and I was on Burke Street and the plane trees on Burke Street have these massive leaves that fall down and I was standing under all these falling leaves one day and I wrote a short story about the wish leaves mm-hmm. that are in the book. So like there was all these different there was all these different little things oh that popped God. that popped up like I went to see the fairy stump in Fitzroy Gardens yep. and I was like because that's like a real thing and I was like uh-huh. oh my god I wonder if it's like it would be a cool idea if it was actually like meant to be as a warning um, because of the the yep, fairies yep. in Fitzroy Gardens. Yep. So like there was like all these separate little things, little pieces that I had of things mm-hmm. um, that were always like floating around in my head. And I had like to the point that I had, I was still doing uni and we had like a poetry unit um, and I wrote, all these little short stories that I had in my head as poems. Um, And like, so like this story has like had all these different iterations. Mm -hmm. And then I was trying to write the tea shop book and I had written, I had written Mara and I was writing Uh the first chapter. Uh And then like Augustus just kind of walked through the door. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) Literally, yeah. Literally yeah, walked that. through the door. And I was like, yeah. I was like, shit, this is why none of it's been working separately. It's because yep. it's all the same book. It's all the same book. It's all the same all book. The same and like book. then I thought, well, I have got like these chapters of Augustus. Maybe when he's telling Mara about his past, it can jump back. But then yep. those chapters didn't work. So I had to rewrite all those things that were happening Ooh. as 
like a story and him telling Mara as a story and in like a story format. Yeah. So I had yeah. all of these separate bits but just mm. couldn't figure out how if there were separate things until I realised like, oh, right. It's all one. It's all one thing. So like I started to write, finally write this book at the end of uh, 2019 after I'd finished yep. um, King Seal because I was like I need yep. something that's going to be based in my hometown, like based yep. in my city, like and I can go and look at stuff and do stuff. Yeah. And then so like I had written I think maybe the first 10 or 11 chapters mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. Yeah. And I put it I put it down because mm-hmm. I literally just couldn't it's a really um that third person omniscient is really yeah. hard to really hard to write even though it's um it's very close POV to like Mar- like when you're in a Mara chapter you know it but there's right. also like flashes of that omniscient narrator yeah and it's a, it's a really tricky like well I personally find it very tricky to write it's so, so funny I- though because like I only write third person omniscient and I could never in a million fucking years imagine writing literally like from a POV I genuinely don't think that my brain works yeah. like I mean I my third my third person process. my third person um yeah my third person POV like I try and keep it within that person's POV because otherwise mm-hmm. it just it's brawls but I, I really like- wanted I really wanted it to feel feel a certain way I wanted yeah. it to feel like a fairy tale like a yeah, modern which fairy it does, tale which it does very much oh, so thank you because it was like one of my one of my things was like well, I really it, I wanted it to feel like it is a fairy tale um, it does. yeah and I wanted it to have that kind of I guess magic in the air vibe the whole yeah. time it's giving um, very like Alice in Wonderland, but not for not for children. <laughs> very much not for children. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've um you've probably seen the movie, but I don't know if you've actually read uh, Chocolat by Joanne Harris. I haven't read she, it. She her no. actual books of them are quite mm. different, um, mm-hmm. and they have very much like that certain kind of a vibe. Um, well, I and remember- I love. I love that kind of, it's really hard to find, as you say, like really yeah. good magical realism is hard to find. Yeah. Um, but when you find it, you end up reading everything that they've ever written. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when we were talking about a couple episodes back, like our like bookish movie, film, TV adaptations that were great, that sucked, ones we wanted, I said I really wanted a Sorcerers and Saints one, but I was very specific. Yeah. Um, like we were saying earlier, I have very strong opinions because <laughs> I was like, I want this, but I, I, I want this done by a 24, which is the production house who did, um, they've done midsummer. They did green night, um, with the Dev Patel green night that came out recently. It's <sighs> probably like, I have to watch that, but he's just so goddamn attractive that I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to be distracted the whole time. It is an yeah. interesting, <laughs> as somebody who loves Arthurian legend and yeah. somebody who loves Dev Patel um, <laughs> and somebody who loves the production company A24. Um, I, I had a lot of thoughts. I, okay. I'm going to refrain, but I had a yeah. lot of thoughts. Um, I will leave you with one. Um, I will leave you with the filthiest one, which is yes. there is the first time I've ever seen a, a movie. This is the first time I've ever seen a movie. And I was like, there's not really a sex scene, but there is a gratuitous cum shot. Like, there is, like, I, we, you get I the money shot, do we? 
Hmm? Or get the money shot. Like, no, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, I was like, I don't know why that felt like I could have watched an ex- I could have watched like a full frontal sex scene and I would not have been uncomfortable as just like a gratuitous cum shot with virtually no context. So now I'm just, now I'm just curious. I'm going to have to watch this maybe like, there you go. Um, but anyway, I love, I love a 24s work cause they do really weird and they do really weird, really well. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I want sorcerers and saints as a film really badly, but I would want it very specifically by a 24 because it, I mean, it's fascinating uh, to hear you say like, there's, this was so many things like this book yeah. was so many different things because you've done a really really good job of a it, it it absolutely hits that adult fairy tale it hits that magical realism i was very emotional when i read it i think i i, I told you i mean i was messaging you as i finished it and as yeah. i was reading it he was swearing um, at me a lot i was because <laughs> well, it was a tuesday like all right I, I and, also, and also like i'm pretty sure i gave my editor a heart attack to towards the end of that book for if you've read the book, you'll know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Alyssa I like, was losing her shit. Yeah. She, she <laughs> actually like put a comment. Hot, she put man. a comment in my, in my actual manuscript saying, I cannot believe you have just done this. You monster. <laughs> and I'm just like, keep reading woman. Also, <laughs> I just, as a you footnote, monster. I, as a footnote, I cuss at you always out of love because yeah. you're oh, finished. I know this. You're this finished is a love Australian. It's a love language. There's a sixth love language if you're Finnish Australian and it's someone cussing in your general direction. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Fine. Um, swearing um, swearing is actually a very big cultural thing in Finland too. So the fact that I swear a lot is just my heritage coming my through. Heritage. The closest I've got to Finland and is it is the name of my foundation shade. <laughs> <laughs> I use a NARS half oh, sunscreen. Yeah, they'd love you. It's all right. They'd love you. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. Distracted. But, but, oh. I, I got distracted. Um, go figure. Uh, but the thing that's I so want, if I could choose any director yeah. to d- direct it, it'd be yes. uh, Del Toro, definitely. Oh, yeah. It'll be Guillermo because he can do fairy tale, he can do weird, he can do. Oh my god, yes, like a shape of water pan's labyrinth kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'm now really especially especially like my favorite scene in the book (laughs) and will surprise absolutely no one (laughs) is like the blood moon bar with all the different magical creatures in it. That was so cool. Yes. Yeah, I could I could just imagine Del Toro doing the best. Uh, I want her costume. Literally, that. I was reading this and I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. Of course, Amy wrote this. Like, naturally, yeah. Amy wrote <laughs> this. Amy so wants cool. a bar that can only be found on the blood moon and nobody can <laughs> wear nobody can wear their glamours. I love and it. And it's full of, like, it. immigrant magical creatures. So yes. cool. Well, it's fast. Again, like, it's it's hearing that it was so many iterate. It was short stories. There were poems. It was this. There was, it was two books. And other. It's it's wild and as a compliment not to like question your intelligence but like it's it's fascinating how cohesive the world building is because world building and how you tackle Mm -hmm. magical realism seems random because the magic is so almost obscure and normal so it it can seem random and it's somewhat supposed to seem random but that can go off the rails as a writer very quickly yeah 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 yeah. and the fact that this was a casserole of projects <laughs> makes the fact that you pulled that off even more impressive. Well, Honestly. the thing the thing is is that like 
Melbourne is the kind of city that if like coming from I guess living up north and it's all very tropical and it's all like that sort of thing it it the vibe down here was very different and it suited my vibe for the first time like it's the first place I've lived in Australia that I've actually like felt really comfortable really quickly like this is where I'm meant to be um Mm -hmm. And I was working in the city and there's all these historical buildings and, like, it was just, like, something that I've never had in Australia before. Um, so Melbourne to me is always quite magical anyway. So the uh, what I wanted to kind of, I guess, capture, it's going to sound, <laughs> this is going to sound really douchey, but um, the, the vibe I wanted to capture is how Melbourne makes me feel because mm-hmm. Melbourne's the kind of place where you can just be like walking around and you can turn a corner and then there's like a random doorway and you go through that doorway and there's like a really niche little coffee shop that will only right. have five seats and somebody with like an espresso machine and it will be the best goddamn coffee you've ever tasted in your life. Like it's that, that kind of that kind of a city, that kind of a vibe. You can walk down a like an alleyway that will be covered in graffiti and then you'll find like a little random art gallery or something like that. Like it's it's that kind of a place and it's really hard to kind of describe unless unless you've like felt it yourself. So yeah, what sure. I really wanted to do was capture that, like that feeling. Right. And like I used to catch the train from Flagstaff Station every day and the train station always smells of bacon. Like there's just stuff like that that like – I just, I just, re- and like I would go down to like my platform was platform three, and it's like it's platform all under- it's, yeah, it's very underground, and it's very like if you're there and there's not a lot of people around, it's really spooky. Mm-hmm. And then, so like I was sitting there, it was another thing, like another story that I was just kind of standing there. I'm like, there was I saw this guy in this massive leather trench coat smoking a cigarette when you're not supposed to be smoking. Um, leaning against this tiled wall right Mm -hmm. next to where the tunnel opens up Mm -hmm. and like it was such a vibe and I was really like I don't actually know if you're a ghost or not like I had that weird because nobody was looking at him nobody cared that he was smoking like it was all very kind of spooky and weird ghost cool yeah I'm like (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're a ghost like but I'm not gonna I'm not going to disturb you, but I was like that kind of not just like little you. little things like that just kind of stuck in my head as like right. magical mm-hmm. moments amongst mm-hmm. the mundane, and I really mm-hmm. wanted to grab those and make them short stories or make them something. So the whole book has the right like the same vibe because yeah. it has the vibe of what I feel yeah. like Melbourne's like for me. Yeah, um, yeah, that's captured so well because like. I haven't been to Melbourne. Like, I'm not going to understand that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have any reference point of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm understanding this because I have the context of it. Like you, like it still is such a testament to how it comes across because you don't need to remotely have ever been to Melbourne to enjoy it. Like at all. Yeah. And um, I always, I always want to treat, and I'm like, this is just a me thing too. Like if I'm writing about a city, I want the city itself to be another character. So, mm-hmm. like, when I wrote Venice, I really wanted Venice to feel like its own vibe and its own character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted the same for that for Melbourne because there's no 
there's like very few books out there that are based in Australia for a start, especially fantasy books that are based in Australia. Um, And so I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this as magical as possible. Like I want people who read this book to come to Melbourne, walk around and look at it differently. Yeah. Because like I, I don't, yeah, it's that whole, I wanted, and because Melbourne's magic is so tied up as its own sentient kind of character within the story. Yeah. I, I really wanted it to feel like its own character Mm -hmm. and like the city wants its miracle. Um, so yeah, I think that's why it took me so long to get right. Um, as well, like it had so many different, I guess, lives as things. And like, I finally figured out that like, oh, the theme is Melbourne and it's magic and it wants to be fixed. So like, once I kind of figured out that it all kind of came together. One of my favorites. That's a really long explanation. I'm sorry. No, this is is exactly literally what we want. I haven't been to Melbourne. I have not been to Melbourne or Venice, but I will say I think you did an excellent job allowing the reader to feel like they've stepped into these places mm-hmm. yeah. because I, I really felt like I could see myself stepping out of a tea shop into the streets of Melbourne, right? Like yeah. I, I I could envision myself doing it even though I've never been there. And, and it, the thing with the book helps. is that they're all places that you can look up. Like it well, is you, all well, based in real, apart from Mara's tea shop, even even Augustus's, even Augustus's house <laughs> is like you could kind of Google Maps and go to St. Patrick's Cathedral and go to Street View and turn around from where you're standing um, and there's like all of these cool Victorian kind of little townhouses and stuff like that, like that I kind of based Augustus's house off to fit into those houses um what? so yeah you can go pretty much even like <laughs> even like um the laneway and stuff where the blood moon bar is like that's yeah. a real laneway that gets graffitied huh. over with new mur- like murals every couple of months like huh. who is that which is know. so cool oh well apparently there's a st patrick's in chicago which is where it's trying to send me <laughs> that's that's all right i can send you a link mate no, no, no! I'm, 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 I'm doing you're, this now. You're googling. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, it's actually really good because the same cathedral is in the uh, fourth Firebird book too. So it's going to give you, oh. yeah. So the, there's a lot of, lot of, um, there's a lot of Melbourne in the fourth Firebird book. I know nothing about Australian geography. I tell you that much. <laughs> you know what I just learned. Oh fuck! I have family that lives there. That's this is awful of me. Um, I yeah, have family that live in Perth. Yeah, that's um, the other side of the country. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I thought it was pretty much just the one coast, and then I thought mm. I'm like, I don't think there is anything on. No the West man, coast. we're we're an island. <laughs> no, like, I thought there was shit, but I was just like, I don't think anybody lives there. I think it's just land. It just kangaroos. Only like populated the east coast of Australia. There's just kangaroos on the other side. There's no people. I don't think there is anything over there. I think it's just everything's. I imagine everything. uh, A lot of great white, great white sharks and miners on that side of the country. (laughs) 
<laughs> minors as in underground minors, not minors as in children. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking young people. I was like, well, stay away from there. <laughs> Three is running over there. <laughs> no, that's where it's a lot of the uh, underground yeah. mining happens. No, that's where they used, that was like juvenile detention. If you got sent to Australia because you were a criminal, one side of the island was for minors, the other side of the minors was for adults. Don't tell people that. There'll be people on here that believe that. Nobody (laughs) anything that comes out of my mouth. They know this by now. They know this by now. Nobody believes that. You know what is really cool is that there's, um, there's a First Nations tribe over there, um, and I cannot remember the name of it, but they, because it's on the path of the whales, mm-hmm. they, like, they do, um, they go out onto this, like, it's like a sacred area, like this cliff or whatever, uh-huh. and they sing to the whales and the whales sing back. And oh, it's really cool. cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, this um, can be great and fucking spooky. I feel terrible that I can't remember the name of the place now. We'll it's all right. It, it's, it was random. It was random because you said WA, and that's like my my knowledge of WA. Well, Molly <laughs> just learned that not only the east coast of the large continent Australia is occupied. Oh, you Americans! <laughs> this is why there needs to be more more Australian stuff on on TV so that we understand your, like each other's geography a bit better. Well, here's what's crazy. This happened to me last night and I, I was like, if if these TV shows weren't the TV shows that they were, which that will make sense in a second, I was like, I feel like Amy's is has haunted my television. But I was like, not really. This wouldn't be the lineup. But I got, I have Peacock streaming, which is like the the NBC yeah. like streaming one. Because um, yeah. I really wanted to watch the um, Tiger King show with um, Kate <laughs> <laughs> Kate McKinnon plays Carol Baskin, and I'm not saying it's a work of art, but like it's a work of art, absolutely well, better than any I, I, just need to, I need to put a small disclaimer here. You remember I grew up in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Where was I'll, that? I'll never forget, Alyssa. I'll never forget that about you. I remember every. I know all of your personal mythos. If you uh, oh. if you want to know what kind of redneck I am, <laughs> that's it. I thought it was uh, bad enough that I met you when you were living in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and you do, and then yeah, I want to hold on. That's the point I want to go back to. Not that you, like you didn't choose to like to be in Oklahoma. Like your ancestors didn't choose to be in Oklahoma either. Like literally, there's generations of your family not wanting to be in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. but you chose to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was a step for the money. <laughs> step up for Oklahoma. Yeah. I, yeah. I did it for the Nana. To be honest, I did but, it for, oh, the, we yeah. anything for Nana. We would do yeah. anything for Nana. I want to say your Nana sounds rad. Yeah, yeah. She she's, rad. she's great. Um, <laughs> but we still step up from Oklahoma. Just need to like remind us all of that. <laughs> I totally. We've gone off on another tangent. I totally forgot where Wait. we were at. No, don't worry. I, I remember. Um, uh, we're talking about Australian media and I literally laughed about Australian media last night because I have the Peacock streaming app and it was like showing me because they show you commercials for like shit that they have on their platform. <laughs> like, Is this the new um, AMC 
something they were doing. No, they literally were like, hey, we've got an Australia collection. And it was like the four TV shows that they have in Australia. And it was like the world's worst montage of the most like unconnected stuff possible. Like, and one of them was like that yacht reality TV show of like people who below deck, I think. Um, but there was like Below Deck Australia and like the Saddle Club and like shows that if you were watching one of them, you would not be watching the other. But yeah. they were like, get a taste of Australia. It's all it's just based in Australia. Australia. <laughs> oh, God. And I remember like, this is so confusing. Like the only common factor was like, it's based in Australia. And I was like, I'm honestly surprised that there were like enough things for you to make a montage. But this makes no sense. <laughs> I don't even watch Australian TV. It's okay. When I was in London, I got invited to an American party. The oh, only geez. only things I watch in Australia are like trash, like love shows. <laughs> love like Island. Love Island, Australia. I was like, hold on, hold on. I think you Maps. just love Island, Australia. I don't think there are multiple. Are there multiple trashy Australian love shows? Or you yeah, just yeah, there there definitely there is. Are. I don't, there are. I don't. I don't. I don't watch any of them though because it makes me want to claw my face off. Um, but, <laughs> I can't watch reality TV. I can't do it. I, they are they are getting a lot better. I don't know if you watched um, that really great movie on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth uh, called Extraction. No. And he's like a mercenary. It's really good, Molly. You'd love it. Um, goes to India. It's like a whole thing. It's really well done. They're, they're filming another one okay. at the moment Here's- or they've just finished. But they had, they had okay. um, like these mercenaries go out into like the Northern Territory to find Chris Hemsworth, the reclusive tortured mercenary. Um, really good, but it actually showed like really good Australian footage too. Um, huh. I as think opposed I to, as opposed to just like this, like schlocky cliche shit that they always seem to chuck in movies. Just like yeah. that one beach that yeah. everybody fuck it. Okay. I don't get it. It looks like a beach anyway. It's shit. Um, I don't fucking get it. I really, I don't. I mean, I'm not like Australia. I get I, like, you know, I'm just saying everyone's like, here's that one beach. And I'm like, I, okay, that's nice. Okay. That's a beach. Um, I saw are you thing. talking about, are you talking about Bondi? Sure. Is that how you yeah. say it? Yeah. <laughs> Bondi. Just FYI. Yeah, FYI. Yeah. It's, 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 outside it's, of Australia says Bondi. Yeah. Um, wrong, so basically right, that's the, that's the beach we send all the tourists to and keep all the nice yeah. beaches to ourselves. Yeah. 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 But you can tell when you see photos of it. You're like, yeah, mm, okay. yeah. That that in the Gold okay. Coast, we send uh, all the tourists to, and then we keep all the nice shit for ourselves. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Um, we don't have any nice shit because all of it's stolen. The nice shit that we do have, we want to pretend that it doesn't exist because yeah, it's- we've got a lot of yeah. It's but yeah, I guess same cool same situation in Australia. Yeah, that's a global situation. Um, I saw previews for that Chris that extraction and. Oh, you'd love it, but, Molly. Well, it does India really well, which is why okay, I thought I you would love it. I was nervous that it didn't. I was nervous that it didn't because every time I see, like, if they're just doing another, like, there's slums in India, I'm like, I'm going to be no, pissed. No, 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 it's not, it's not like that. Okay. okay. Um, and no, no, also, uh, also a very, very key point, there is a super badass Indian guy in it. I probably already followed the actor on Instagram. Ridiculously <laughs> hot ridiculously hot and also yeah. just a brutal badass that just him and Chris Hemsworth like Amy, beating, beating the shit out of each other is just like a whole new level of hot 
I'm, I'm sorry, supposed like, to write after this call. And do you want me to do that? Or do you want me to watch the movie? <laughs> I want you to watch the movie. It's fucking great. All right. All I right. love it. I All watch right. it every I week. also vote that you watch the movie. Great. So if my manuscript's delayed, I now have it on record that it's these two's fault. Yeah. <laughs> blame us. You're going to blame me anyway. It's all right. <laughs> I would not have blamed you anyway. Under what circumstances would I have blamed you anyway? I, I feel like I, I'm the one that, like, like is harassing you, harassing you every single day going, where's your fucking word count, Molly? Where's your fucking word count? Yeah, yeah I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like you're the opposite of making sure it's delayed. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. keeping you on track. Well, uh, yeah. I'd like, to say, I'd like to say Molly keeps me honest, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to you. Yeah. 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 So oh my god, we're on such a big tangent. Okay. What are we what are we talking about? Sorcerers and Saints. Uh, you know, and so um uh, we've a lot of about about on this. I don't know why you're saying it's one. Oh yeah, uh, there's a few. Yeah. Right. No, the bad guy's pretty hot too. Just putting on it. Bad guy's always hot. Always true hot. True that. The bad oh I'm gonna the bad guy's also hot. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this book was really random kind of coming together. Yeah. <laughs> just just going back to that. Um and then at the beginning of this year I had my my schedule for my other Firebird yes. books and stuff and my editing yep. schedule change. Mm-hmm. in ways that I didn't expect. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I really would like to bring out another book this year. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like, it's been two years, the pandemic's kind of calmed down, I should try writing Sorcerers and Saints. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe what you wrote was crap and you would maybe have to start it. Crap. Well, it, there was a two-year delay between it and right. I usually don't, right. I'm, I'm not someone who will like write half of a book and then leave it. Yeah. Like I just don't, I don't. I don't work that way. So I actually <laughs> thought that picking it up again was going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I picked it up, what I had already written, because it was already like half done. And it was actually surprisingly good. And I don't usually say that about my own stuff. You don't. But I, I don't think any of us were surprised here, though. Anyone else well, listening? I was, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised because there was a two years and, like, a pandemic and everything in between. I couldn't even yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even remember writing most of it. I blame Augustus. Um, but, you know, <laughs> he was he was super Did hot he? and super, super magical and was like, you have to finish this. Do it for me. Um, he also has so, nice vibes, doesn't he? Oof. yeah he's okay. i mean he's been okay. in my head for that's like seven that's years that's now so like he's i like i always wanted to finish the book mm-hmm. but i just didn't feel like i could and like the timing mm-hmm. wasn't right and um as i was saying earlier like trying to rewrite and do massive structural edits on the firebird books like it just takes up so much time yeah that, like starting something new was a little bit daunting. Um, but I managed to like go through all my old notebook and stuff for it. And I, I found out like I had planned the whole book down to chapter plans for the rest I of the book. That. I remember so I was, like, that. I was like, I've got everything sitting here for it. I need to try and finish this book, even if it's just to get these guys out of my head and onto paper so that I can have some 
real estate in my brain. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of, it just kind of worked. And I just kind of like, it's it so took good. me a, a little bit to kind of find my rhythm again, because that writing in that third person omniscient is quite tricky. Um, but I'm honestly really surprised how easy it came out of me. Um, and how quickly like I could finish it off. So maybe it really was just a timing thing. So it has been seven years in the making, which is surprising <laughs> for a book that's like not massive. Um, but I'm really happy how it actually turned out. Like it turned out so much better than what I thought it was going to just because it was so many, so many things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I was, I was concerned that like, um, it wasn't going to come together as good, <laughs> but it did. So it I love that. I love that for me. I mean, it, Ma- Mara, Mara and Augustus are both kind of characters that they make, they make the work easier because they kind of take over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just one of my favorites. It was one of the, um, I mean, like it was one of the ones that left me with, cause I'm very much, I, I mean, I love, my Kindle, um, I read on my iPhone Kindle app. I read on my Kindle. I have two Kindles. Like, I, I mean, I love the e-reader, but like most people have seen my apartment at this point. Like I also very much like physical books. And if I do read something that I like on an e-reader, if it's one of my favorites, I, I will immediately buy the physical copy. And this was one of them where I was like, Amy, I'm about to be like one of those people who like gets their favorite fan fiction, like bound. Like there's <laughs> like, you can go on Etsy and there are people who like know book binding and they will like bind like a, a beautiful book, like of your favorite, like fan fiction. Um, and I was like, I'm going to need you to send me the word doc of this aim so I can have it bound. Um, well, you never know. Like um, yeah. I've spoke about it before. I've blogged about it before. Yeah. Um, paperback paperback yeah. stuff in Australia yeah. is really tricky yeah. it's expensive um it's not yeah. user friendly and the royalty margin on it is it's terrible bad. it's bad, um, bad, bad. yeah in this saying that I know that I know that draft digital has a print branch that they've got in beta at the moment um and you know it might I'll, I'll look into that when it launches it might make the process a lot a lot easier um I'm never gonna say no to even like that and like my other indie stuff like Tara Kings and stuff I'm never gonna say no to never doing a paperback I just would like to see a few yeah, more changes it, to make it, it easier make in Australia sense. first it needs it needs to make sense um I'm not saying that to rag on you I'm saying it out, out no of no no but I know that I mean it is, it is a question that that, that I get asked a lot um sure and and like there is environmental reasons for that too. Like mm-hmm. I like have da- a dad in forestry, and like when the big fires came through at the beginning of 2020, yeah, like it was billions of acres, and yeah. the book paperback industry is not as sustainable as I personally think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also like environmental reasons why I go digital as well. So yeah. if I if I can see like positive changes mm-hmm. in that kind of space I'd be more open to doing paperbacks absolutely um but even then like I might I've also considered doing like like I'll leave it open for a month so people can order a paperback in that one month and then I'll turn off paperbacks 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the people that really desperately want they them, want them like, can get them. Can get them and then sure. I can turn sure. it off. But sure. like as I said, I've got to wait and see until like draft to digital has always been a really good, easy platform to use for indies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited that they've merged with Smashwords and mm-hmm. um like print to digital is gonna be, I think, their paperback branch. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, I'll definitely, definitely look into it for everyone. So not saying no. I'm just saying I hate Ingram Spark. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't use Ingram Spark. I use Amazon. Um, yeah, so Amazon's only just opened up in the last, yeah. it hasn't even been a year yeah. for paperback yeah. production in Australia. Yeah, because that's and the our, thing. It's based on market, yeah. Right. And, like, we couldn't, well, even, we couldn't even order, like, um, author copies in Australia until yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's too clunky for me to want to, have yeah. the headache of it yeah well the thing that i like so much about it and again i'm in the u.s so the the, the production and the distro and the royalties for for paperback is vastly different but i enjoy so much that it's print on demand because yeah. that to me is so nice because it's not like i mean granted like that would but like from the environmental standpoint it's not like they're yeah. like okay well we're gonna place an order for a million copies yeah and if we don't sell them all Bar yeah. for the, you know, that was one of the biggest reasons why I signed with the traditional house that I did BHC Press because like one of the things that I said to them was I how is your paperback distribution and stuff is it print on demand and yeah. they, they were like yeah so yeah. like Prevents it is, that. yeah so yeah. like to me yeah I mean there is that thing of you know I'm never gonna have bulk paperbacks in like Barnes and Noble or anything like that but it is available for people to get and I feel like it's just for me personally I feel better about print on demand than anything else because you know that the person that's ordering it really wants it yeah as well yeah they're not just going to pick it up and then like yeah chuck it out or whatever the next day when they finish it Right. I felt so bad. I had somebody, I mean, I couldn't do anything about it and they were very, very sweet. Um, but they got a copy of consort and because it is print on demand, um, for just shit happens The co- it was like upside down and backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you like it to, if you looked at, like if you had the cover right side up, you opened it, it was then like, you were reading like, back to front. Um, like, uh, sorry. Yeah. Like back to front. It was like upside down. And she was like, Hey, like this happened. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, please call Amazon. And she's like, oh no, I did. Just like letting and I was like, okay, I can't <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Wow. Which made me laugh, but and they were so sweet about it, and I appreciate them letting me know. But I just was like, it's print on demand. But I've I mean I've never had an issue with it, but and I Yeah, I I've never I never had an issue. Yeah, I never literally. had an issue like that when I was like because when I was I had all my firebird and um blood lake under indie. I did have paperback copies. Like I did do paperbacks for ages. But the thing was, it was that it was becoming so expensive in Australia. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just expensive for the writer. It's yeah. expensive for people to buy. So like Rise yeah. of the Fiber, because it was so big, like to, to produce it on cost was $18. And that was me yeah. earning no royalties whatsoever. And I needed yeah. to like sell it for like 30 plus dollars to make even back on the printing. So like it was yeah. really expensive and I just yeah. didn't feel that like, I, I felt like I couldn't justify like 
yeah charging $35 for a paperback you know what I mean like it was just insane so like if that I'm hoping that that like slowly changes and like print on demand gets a lot a lot better and a lot more like just the whole process was such a nightmare in Australia Mm -hmm. um so that's why I do digital long story short (laughs) so for the sake of time um yes sorry ran on for like 12 years uh rise of the firebird is next uh, ashes. ashes, ashes is an, Sorry, ashes. ashes is ashes is out. Um, it's actually available at the moment oh, for anybody Net listening uh, on NetGalley. Mm-hmm. I would like to apologise in advance for the cliff that you get landed on. Sorry, not sorry. Not landed um, on. Off. <laughs> yeah, you get yeeted off that cliff pretty hard. Um, but the the third book will be out. Last time I heard we're going to be in March next year so it is going to be not a full year of waiting thank goodness but you are going to get books three and four next year um so that's cool uh I have to (laughs) that's all right I just had like I had just had that minor like heart palpitation of like shit I still have to do the structural (laughs) editing this year for books five books five and six I mean no Four and five, four and five. Four and five, four and five. Yeah, it's five I'm really excited about because it's the Aramis and Siren book and it just, it slaps. Mm-hmm. Like I love it so much. Yeah. Um, book I'm making four, a very good expression for everybody listening. Yeah, book four is going to, um, people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it, I think. Um, but it's, oh, God, it was so much research, that book. It just, yeah. So the, the, <laughs> the, thought, of, the thought of structurally editing a book that research heavy just gave me a little um, heart flutter. Okay, okay, okay. Think of Oscar Isaac. Think of Oscar Isaac. Oh, praise happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And listeners can't see it. But I just would like to point out that I've got a new Moon Knight hoodie on and it's giving yes. me life today, it's like okay. giving me actual life. I'm so mad that mine's not here. I've got to order mine. <laughs> mine. I ordered the same one. Um, it's not here yet. Otherwise, I'd absolutely be wearing it right now because I just finished the second episode before. <gasps> oh, my we, God. Yeah, I, just- texted, I texted these two and I was like, I'm going to be late. Like, we're late now because I had a... Well, I had a- aren't you glad that I harassed you so Fiercely to watch the first episode, I was and then and then Molly, I just want I just want to go on record that I brought this excellent thing into Molly's life, and was she was it. she was messaging me aggressively the whole first episode, having Don't a meltdown, and I was laughing because I had the previous night had the same meltdown watching oh. it with my partner Jack, and he was like looking at me like. Are you insane? I'm like, you do not understand. I have never had a superhero that I relate to so much. So much. Like, so much. Like, so much. Sleep, sleep crazy. Like, let's read so Egyptian mythology. Yeah. No, I can't <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Uh, falling falling so asleep on strangers at public transport. Yeah. Being socially <laughs> awkward and only ever wanting to either be a writer or work at, yeah. you know, yeah. the British Museum. Um, being a massive mythology nerd, having a yeah. god living in my head, like there is just so much. There is just so much. What's funny? What's funny is uh, I I benched both today in preparation oh. for this, and uh, 
was immediately obsessed. Yes. But Molly gave that exact quote to me, or basically said the exact same thing to me like yesterday, like, welcome to having a God living in your head. When I was talking about writing, she was like, welcome, welcome to a God living in your head. And I was like, you're already there, there, babe. You're already there. Alyssa, I mean, you're writing, you know, I've said this to Molly. I've said this to Molly. I'll say this to everyone. The minute that you start writing gods into your books, you're fucked. You you, you get gods in your head and then they will take over your manuscript. I told, we we were having this convo last night, literally, and I told, and Alyssa and I were talking about her work in progress and mine. Oh my God. I'm so excited for Alyssa's book. I'm just going to I've got all these notes and da 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 da. I was like, yeah, like, and I don't know what you were expecting me to say, Alyssa. I think you were expecting me to say like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like you should straighten that out or work on this process in a normal way. I think that's what Alyssa thought I was going to say. No, that's not going to happen. She was like, this is so crazy. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, you welcome to having a God living in your head. Like, yeah, welcome yeah to exactly. Exactly. Because once you start and once you start, yeah. you cannot stop. You can't like, stop. You can't you stop. Can't stop. No. no, it's constant too. And it's I just mean, like, like anybody, anybody who's okay. read like Firebird, like that whole how I plans that whole thing happened so differently because I had Anya having coffee, being sad about shit, and then the God of the Dead turns up, like just unannounced, just fucking walks on in, and he just never left. And then, like, I knew that when I was going to get to book three, I had a completely different book three planned out. I'm just like I cut like sixty thousand words out of that because mm-hmm. it wasn't working. Um, and then, like, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, like, book three is very Finnish mythology heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, Tawny just refused to go away. Um, and it became this massive thing in book three. Um, yeah. All the yeah. characters, all the characters yeah. from Finnish myth turn up just about. Um, <laughs> and, 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 like, and, like, once you, I mean, people who've read Blood Lake know that, the wild hunt and Gwyn turns up in the wild hunt and, you know, there's Arthurian myth and there's everything. So, like, once you start gods, it, like, yeah. your life is ruined because that's all you ever want to write. Yeah. It's all you ever want to write and they just keep on returning. Uh, which is, like, I was going to watch Moon Knight before you bullied me. It was always the plan. I knew what it was. I was going to watch Moon Knight. I just, I just you know, because I know that you're not you massively into Marvel, life. I just feel like I had to, I had to, like, reiterate how important yes. yes oscar isaacs with an egyptian god in his head how important culturally that is that's to, very to be a part of very important it's very very very, very important it's very is. important i was um, it was on my list i was like oh this is this is a marvel show i will watch i'm gonna watch moon knight that seems cool the only um, the only marvel show i've actually enjoyed as much was legion um no. Legion's Legion name. is, wow, Legion is about Professor X's son mm-hmm. who is, who just is like schizophrenic huh. and who also is like an Omega mutant, so a world-destroying mutant. Huh. Um, and it is the best fucking series. It's three perfect okay. seasons, wraps up the whole story. It's now on Disney Plus, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it is a trip. It's it's alternate alternate Earth, so it's not our our Earth. It's mm-hmm. another like planet in the multiverse. Got it. Um, 
but it's so hard to explain. But it's magic. It's fucking so good. No, Moon Knight is fucking everything. And I was going to watch it, but then you hit me with one of my love languages. It was just just like, oh, this made me think of you. That's one of my like love like that. Yeah, it's because it's because basically it's because basically this guy is fucking ADHD like we are, right? So like his whole his whole thing, like I'm watched like the first like fifteen minutes and I'm like this guy, there's nothing wrong with him. He just has ADHD for fuck's sake. I was <laughs> because I was so I, like I was gonna watch it. I was, but 100. percent Amy like moved up my timeline. I was like, oh, I'll watch that this weekend. That premiered this week, and then yeah. I woke up on Thursday, and Amy was like, no, you're gonna watch this right now because <laughs> I screamed the whole time, and it made me think of you, and you're gonna get it the same way I did. And I was like, oh, okay, like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and then I. Uh, I did. I sent you voice memos that probably totaled like an hour because it just I basically spent the whole time doing like freaking this. out. Yeah, and I you was pretty like, much you pretty much had the reaction I had to <laughs> harass my poor partner. She was sitting beside me, just going, "What the fuck?" And I'm just like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You cannot you cannot understand what him putting tape on a door does to a woman's eye. Like, oh if, my oh. god, <laughs> like, fucking like, and, and, and having me like, oh yeah." You know, it's a red flag to have an ankle cuff. My dude, it is not a red flag. That is it a is, checkered it is black and black and white checkered. checkered flag, green flag. Make your superhero cloak out of green flags. We are a go. <laughs> we are a go. Sir, you can pick no, any personality. Not. You can pick any personality you want, boo, and just strap on in because, like, I'll. <laughs> I am up. I am up for all three of them. There was so many. I mean, it was the whole. It was the whole show. But I remember being. I was like, "Who has anybody gifted the just two fingers of Oscar Isaac like stroking a piece of fucking tape on his door slowly and, with intent?" Like, <laughs> there was another uh, like hand shot uh, from the second episode too, where I was like, "Whoever's fucking doing the cinematography, like, <laughs> just give them give them all the awards." Literally, they get it. There was another. Oh, you know what it was when he's on the back. Female gaze with that one. He's on the back of the motorcycle with the person that his other personality is married to, and that's the slow that where his he moves from her shoulder to her waist, and there's a real like quick but tight shot of him like gripping her waist, and there's a just like fucking Mm. female gaze. He has he has beautiful hands though, so like I can understand why they want to film them. I get it. And the hair. You know what what did me last episode is him, like, rolling up his sleeves in the middle of a fight. I'm like, sir, sir, how dare you? Stop that. (laughs) It's that. And and because because he's, like, because he's so brown and because his outfit is so white, (sighs) the contrast of, like, how beautiful his muscly brown forearms are i'm like i can't i can't handle this i can't handle this, <laughs> <I> can't handle <laughs> this. <laughs> no you know I'm, I'm gonna need another i'm gonna need another wine like this is this is a lot for nine o'clock at night come on yeah <laughs> yeah i was telling you like there's i'm gonna have the ele- i call the elevator uh joke i made with my friends so i was like oh yeah that's on the elevate like that's the music that plays in my like the elevator in my mind yeah um, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the elevator, like the lobby music of my brain. Um, and it's just saying what I said a lot stupidly. Um, but I was saying, I think the new lobby music of my brain is the Steven personality 
just telling him over and over and over again in a very aggressive way that you just need to, what I think he just said, yes. like, give control. Give me, yeah. give me control. That, like in 80 different iterations for like, yeah. Uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, yeah, for personal reasons, I'm going to need that audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need someone to remix that. It's for science. For science. I mean, somebody's probably put it on the Quinn app. I wonder if they did. I think I think it's just like main that whole show, the whole setup, the the mythology, everything. It's just like mainlining serotonin for my nerd ass ADHD brain. Yeah. Um yeah. just it's yeah. got literally everything that it's I want good. in it's, my life. I have never seen a show. I've never seen a show where I was like everything this is like every I, point. Every this, point. I was gonna say, I've never seen a show where it is everything not only that I like but everything yes. that I am, like yes. everything I just straight up like am. I was like, see, that's what, now I realize that's a brown man with dissociative identity disorder possessed by a God. But I'm like, but that's what my brain looks like. Yeah, that's- exactly. That's what I mean. Like there's, I've never had, I've never had a moment of like yeah. watching a superhero show and being like, yes. oh, I, I totally relate to you, Scar Joe, in your perfect that. body. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I, I mean, I haven't had that moment with a superhero ever, but like watching watching that, I'm like, like there yeah. you are, like, yeah. and, it's, and it is definitely like a representation thing because, like, there is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Legion too because um, David, yeah. the character in Legion, he is mentally unwell, like he's neurodiverse. Yeah. It opens in. Like he's in a mental hospital. Like there's just, mm-hmm. and everybody in it has like serious mental issues. Um, yeah. But I really love that representation as a superhero because, yeah. like, it, yeah. it does. You do have that moment of like, oh my, oh my god! Like I almost, I can, I can see myself. I can see myself in this person. I almost started crying in episode two. I might cry right now when he when um not Kevin Bacon was like were you possessed not kevin bacon um were you (laughs) uh, did he pick you because your mind was like broken he said i'm not broken like i just need a little help and i almost cried i almost cried and he was like i'm not broken i just need i was like i'm I'm, i I almost cried in that scene and the other scene that just i i was literally just like so overwhelmed was right at the end when Oscar Isaac has no shirt on and he's got like blood all over him and he like walks to the window and he's kind of like in Egypt. And I was just so overwhelmed by Oscar Isaac's back, sweaty back. (laughs) I was was just like, this show literally has everything I want. This show has everything (laughs) I want. This show has everything I am. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. But no, but no, I mean, I mean, I'm just like taking the piss, but in all serious, in all seriousness, like there is so many moments within it yeah. that I get kind of emotional, especially like I'm somebody who talks to my pet more than I talk to real people. Um, and like just little things like like yeah. that yeah. I think have been done so well. There's so many nuances in Steven's character, especially in that first episode. Yeah. And the second, and the second, to be clear. But of course, by the second one, also like we're in full force, like with gods, which 
Which I I also really relate to, let's be honest. Like, I can relate to, yes. (laughs) But (laughs) I think especially, like, and this was when I really started freaking out. I've been freaking out ever since. But there were so many little things. I might get emotional now, shit. Um, Because, like, I was diagnosed late in life. Like, literally not even six months ago. Um, Yeah. So I spent... I've spent most of my adult life just thinking that I, I just don't have a grip on things. Like I'm I like, yeah. it, it's, it's, I just spent most of my life thinking like, well, you know, not that I was neurodivergent or that my brain works differently, just that literally my brain worked badly because like I don't yeah. process things in the same way. I have quirks, I have all these things. And I just thought a lot of it was, I chalked a lot up to anxiety and then a lot of it, I just chalked up to, up to self-criticism. Like my brain just yeah. doesn't work it just, it works badly. That's the big shift that I can say. And then of course I got diagnosed and I was like, no, it doesn't work badly. It works differently. Um, and it's, and, and that has been a huge thing. Cause that is like literally that happened in November of last year. Cause I was like, that was such a fucking like, Oh, holy shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing because again, I've, I've spent so much of my life just thinking like, I'm just not, not stupid, but like, Oh, I'm just, I'm easily overwhelmed. I'm not good yeah. at this. I'm not good at that. And it's, you know, it's like exactly the same thing for me in that my brothers were diagnosed ADHD and I was completely overlooked. Yeah. Um, because mine doesn't represent as hyperactivity. Right. Um, it doesn't right. present that way, but like yeah. there was once I got diagnosed, which was kind of like, it was only a year or two ago myself yeah. um, that I was really like, oh, my God. And, like, once you see it, it's like that thing that once you, once you see the yes. magic eye, you can't stop looking yes. at it because yes. there's just there's just so it's just like, it literally your whole worldview is completely different yes. to to like. Yeah. Norm, like normal people yeah. um, and like even little things um, that y- it colors your whole, it literally colors your whole world and how yeah. you get social cues and how yeah. you, how you handle situations at work, how yeah. much you actually mask yeah. what you are in, in, oh. in social situations because you yeah. don't know how to. Yeah you have to pretend like you have to be like everybody else. Yeah. And like, it's just like those realizations are just so overwhelming and massive they're, they're, that, that you, you kind of have to shift your whole perception and how yeah. you viewed your entire life as like, yeah. like for me personally, I really understand that whole thing of like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just broken. And because there's, yeah. there's things that like, I'm yeah. not really social, and I'm not, and I've always preferred to be writing and being in books. And like, there's just so many layers of things that I, even by my own family have been like misunderstood personality wise that I was literally like, I'm broken. I'm never going to fit in. I've just learned to accept that. Yeah. I don't think like normal people. And like, I had just accepted that. And I was just like, there is, I just think different. And like yeah. to go from broken yeah. to different is is it massive. It's massive. It's massive. So it's, it's, and it's I mean it's something I'm still again, this is not even six months. So it's something where I still am going through like all, not every day now, but like, you know, still at a really high frequency going, oh, holy shit. 
this is just ADHD. This is fine. It's fine that yeah, I do that this way. Fine. It's yeah. fine that I do this this way. That's fine. Like, so to, to then watch, like, especially that first opening montage of yeah. when you I've, see him in his life, like, even I, I, the, the, the strictness, the strictness of his routine in that yes. got me. Because, like, I have to start my day exactly the same way every single day and I have to do, especially, like, my my wind down to try and go to sleep, I have to do the same things exactly the same way every night in order to get any sleep at all. Just seeing how he talks to himself, how he talks to other people, how he talks to his gold, like, his goldfish, like, seeing all of those things in that montage as a Marvel like not even Marvel, like as a Disney plus like a large piece of media so quick, like so soon in the timeline of life after being diagnosed, I was genuinely almost in tears. Cause I was yeah. saying, like, I do that. I do that. I yeah. do that. <laughs> it was literally like that. It was literally like an emotional roller coaster with the hottest man alive. And it it's was. like, it was very overwhelming. And like, even though it's like meant to be like a plot point thing, the day that he gets his date wrong because he's missed oh. he's missed days and he doesn't know what day he thinks it's a Thursday and yeah. it, like thinks it's a Friday and it's actually a Sunday like yeah. that to me personally like since I've since I've started writing full-time and I haven't been forced to go to work every day in an office where someone goes what's the day what's the day what's the day what's the day right. like I I literally like will spend a whole day thinking it's a completely different day and like I really like I honestly spent all of yesterday thinking it was Tuesday and I was like yep I've got a day of writing and then I'm gonna yeah. do this podcast with Molly and Alyssa and yeah. then last night I was like looking in my diary because I just live out of my diary and I've looked at it and I've gone fuck and I've had and I've had like a, a calendar pop-up thing because I have to do pop-ups yeah. otherwise I just don't yeah saying oh you know you've got this meeting tomorrow with molly and Alyssa. i'm like no no that's thursday tomorrow yeah. is wednesday calendar you're wrong and <laughs> no it was me it was me that was wrong i was just yeah. like i do that. i just i had just lost like a whole day and that yeah. i mean you know especially when i'm writing and stuff and in a project like yeah i don't know what day day of the week it is don't ask me what current events are like <laughs> you know i just it doesn't sit in but my mind like, as, as, as like important information. It right, just doesn't. Right. Well, not only, I mean, Moon Knight made me emotional for so many, I mean, yeah, just so many reasons, especially that like first montage where you're meeting this character up sitting there. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm a mess. Um, but also I feel like I do that to a very small, uh, not a very small, I would say smaller, but actually no, not small at all. But I feel like I do that with you maybe all the time. Cause you'll be like, Oh, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then me, I'll be like, you do that too? Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think that's why we got along. And like, I was talking to another friend yesterday and she's, she's ADHD and she's, um, I think she's going to go and try and get like tested for autism as well. Cause she has a few of those, um, indicators and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of the people that I have gotten along with really well in my life. Yeah all have ADHD or neurodiverse in some way because I it's it's I know especially with you Molly like it was like we've just we both decided that we're going to be friends straight away there was no like there was no like foreplay there was no like dating (laughs) we just went straight from like I love your I love your stuff and it's like oh thanks I love your stuff too let's be best friends 
Like that's, <laughs> well, that's was, literally. Good, well, I think, cause we met before I knew I was ADHD. Um, yeah. but there was definitely a stretch where I think we were both trying to play it cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. Cause I'm like, I if, I show, if I show this, I really love this person. And like, if I show her, how much of a freak I am. She's like not gonna want to be my best friend. And I really oh, want I, her yes. I really want her to be my best friend. So I like, thought that with both Alyssa and with you. Like, yeah. you. Literally in my life now, like there's Michela, there's Alyssa and there's Amy. Like these I'm still, are my I'm still trying to I'm still trying to uh court Alyssa with just bulk Lord of the Rings memes. That's <laughs> that's my love language. It's working. It's working. <laughs> but I remember because, like, that's I am haunted. <laughs> Consider me wooed. <laughs> it's, it's either that or Alyssa was like, "Hey, I've got a question for you about ISIS." I'm like, "Hold everything. I'm going to give you so much fucking information about ISIS. I'm going to send you JSTOR articles. These oh are the God, books right. you need. This is I've collated you a list within 4.3 seconds of all the books that you need to read on Amazon." Like that is, a, that, is an, like, that is an that is an ADHD love language. I'm sorry, yeah. but yes. let me give you all the oh information about the thing yes. that you asked for. Yes, that is a love I, language. Yeah, yeah. we I'm, I'm, do that, and I oh, really yeah. appreciate that so much because, like, yeah. it is exactly what I need, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, yes. I understand that need to yeah. do yeah. also because I yeah. do it, but then yeah. I also. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember I was just like, just like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm like, no, 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 it's not cool. No. Where's my 20 page, like AMA formatted report <laughs> about what I just asked about? Like, why didn't you do that? Like I did. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. I, because I did, because like, you're dealing with a normie. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah damn. But literally like, like we're all there. I mean, at this point we're all there. Like literally the, the people that are my best friends in my life that I'm like, Oh, if I don't talk to them, pretty much all day like it starts to it's weird yeah. and there's three people in my life sure. who that is and it's michelle it's amy and it's Alyssa. Yeah. um but i absolutely i remember the same thing happened with Alyssa, where i was like i can't it is it is three days i was like playing chicken with like well because she was in my dms you know we met on instagram as well and i just remember like well right in there. You know, here's you know like um if like you know if it was easier um like this is you could text me and I was like, I was like so anxious. I was like, she could be like, you be like friends or something. <laughs> I'm so anxious because I was like, she's my new best friend. Like she's one of like, you know, and I, I remember I did the exact same thing with Amy because I was like, I, yeah. I, oh my gosh. I, love I almost, this I almost I sent Molly. I almost sent Molly like one of those things like when you're a kid with like, will you be my best friend and a yes or no tick box? Because yes yeah, because I I'm also of the age, and I can say this as an aged person. Um, I'm the oldest here, so I can say it as the oldest. When you get, I think it's like something happens when you reach your thirties, where you're just like you cannot be fucked. So you kind of go. That happened to me. You kind of go. You kind of go from having like yeah, being really subtle about things sure. to like. Do you want to be my friend? Yeah. Because because you literally yeah. just don't want to waste time putting effort into somebody who doesn't want to be your friend. No, yeah. Um, so like I I can like, you know, waste a whole heap of time. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. I can just ask you straight away, 
Yeah. Let's just be and best Amy, friends. I was so nervous on our live. Like I kept telling Molly all day, like the first or our live, our first recording. Our I was first like, recording. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous to meet her. I'm so nervous to talk to her. Do you think? She, think <laughs> and then I'm you're like, cool? she's a knob. Do you think she'll like? Think I'm cool. And Molly was like, chill. Yes. And I'm like, no, but but do you think she'll like me? <laughs> I have, to, I have to. I have to admit, I got on. I like. Please don't take. Please don't take this the wrong way. But I got onto your. I got onto your Instagram, and you're so stunningly beautiful that I was yeah. just like, there is nobody. She's not going to want to be friends with me because she's so pretty. That like, like I'm not going to be able to handle like talking to someone so pretty. No. <laughs> And in reality, and then, I just and then you were like, like "Oh, I'm a massive, <laughs> massive Lord of the Rings nerd." I'm like, "Boom! There's my in. There's my in." <laughs> we should no, go. I, I literally remember I played chicken with the both of you so hard because I was like, "I don't know what to do," but like, if they aren't my best friends, like, I think my life will just suck for the rest <laughs> of my life because this is my chance. Like, I'm either gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna nail it with these guys or like. That's it. Now no, that I know you exist, you. I can't unknow that information. Right, now that exactly. I know you And because, and like, honestly, you getting diagnosed with ADHD just made me love you more because yeah. having a friend who is a writer yeah. with ADHD yeah. is like the best gift the universe could possibly send it, me. Yeah, it is. Like, it really is. It is, it is a pandemic miracle. It that honestly I found you is. Because I, said, like, I was like, time, yeah. I mean, it's so. Okay. Even, even like my other bestie and and like my partner and stuff have been like you meeting those girls has has been like the best thing that's ever happened to you like oh, yeah. i'm like I i'm like that, yeah, with, that, yeah without without a doubt, without a doubt. i said nothing i say that to people i'm like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me no it's because, yeah. like i routinely say that i'm like i don't think you guys understand like this isn't like I, I look back and like, yes, I started this fucking bookstagram and like, you know, I love it. And it's been an amazing place and it convinced me to start indie publishing and like all of this stuff. But I'm like, but none of that matter. Like literally none of that matters to me, except for the fact that I walked away with the two of you. Like it could, yeah. like it could all shut down tomorrow. And I'm like, that's fine. I met Amy and Alyssa. Like nothing. Yeah. And I want to say we, we would, we would like gang press you into keeping it going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You've promised me five Easy. books about Greek gods, Molly. You're <laughs> fucking doing that. The fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> not, up sh- not up and shut up. Just <laughs> do it. I'm doing it. All right. You were the one who 20 minutes ago were like, don't write tonight. Watch the movie. So this is, well, this just is tonight. True. That wasn't I just think, in I general. think that is just going to give you inspiration, though. You might feel inspired to write after the movie. Sorry, what? Mm. It's you might feel inspired to write after the movie. No, I've learned that about myself. I've been great. This is all getting edited out. I've learned that about myself. Uh, if I am feeling inspired to write, uh, trial and error with the first one, I have to time that very carefully. Because <laughs> yeah. once I'm spent, like once, you know, once there's post-nut clarity, I can't write smut. Like I can't, yeah. and I can't yeah. go in yeah. too inspired because then I'm distracted. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very delicate balance. Yeah, yeah, that's usually when I switch on and start writing murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Plus, that clarity equals murder. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's either it's either a yeah. it's foreplay or it's post nut clarity. And in, when it's really fun, it's both. 
Well, speaking of buying things, look how cool this fucking hoodie is. It looks so fucking good. I love it. Um, it's got pockets. Uh, you know what Alyssa I was thinking? You know what I was thinking today is why don't they put small, discreet zips on the inside of these pockets and make millions <gasps> of money? Because oh, people don't want to make money, I guess. No, people don't want to give us pockets where shit doesn't fall out of them. No, because they want us to buy purses. And I think it's like to keep the pickpockets in business. And to keep pickpockets in business. Um, Alyssa, you have to buy that hoodie because I also bought that hoodie. Mine just hasn't arrived yet because for the first time in world history, something got to Australia first. Um, yeah. It's because so, it's printed, it's printed in the warehouse. It's printed in one of their warehouses um, here in Melbourne. Oh. And I, I paid Express because I wanted it like fucking now. I wanted it now. <laughs> <laughs> send me the link. I'll get it to you. And then we can I'll all wear it. We'll all turn up at the airport in Istanbul and be like, Woo! Be like, like, for- and then somebody just has to get like a tiny flag. And like it's the most tiny little tour guide fucking flag. <laughs> Well, cuties, if you've made it this far with us, thank you for holding in. I know it's a longer episode, but we, of course, go, you know, all over with Amy. Um, But until next time, cuties, remember the three golden rules of Queen's Quest and Tropes. Practice safe witchcraft. Christians ruin everything. And remember, dragons are always a good idea. (laughs) Bye. Don't I mean, you worry. It's, it's no, mutually it's... beneficial in all of the porn that I've watched. So, yeah. yeah. I love there that. There are many ways. <laughs> I love Sure, if you it's want to. be haunted by the ghosts of orgasms past. <laughs> <laughs>